I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. I'm your host, John Siegley, here with Michael Brooker. We are coming to you live immediately following UNC's loss to the Wisconsin Badgers, 85-62 to in the NCAA tournament. Brooke, this is Roy Williams' first ever loss in the first round of the, of the tournament, man. Let's jump right into it with this. I mean, where did things go wrong for you watching this game, a former player? You know, just what were your thoughts? And yeah, basically just go from there, man. Not a whole lot to say after this one. Yeah, I think ultimately they just, they're an extremely experienced group. I think they have like five or six major key contributors they are like 23 24 just a really experienced you know solid talented group but um just been through a lot of battles big 10 battles uh ncaa tournament battles and so you could tell early on that they they just kind of got in a rhythm early on and 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 we're extremely young in a lot of spots um and it showed early they they brought the fight to us uh as we've seen before with some other games here recently where we were kind of uh, reacting as opposed to being proactive and being the aggressor and they just got off to a good start and we never could get into a rhythm offensively they're a very solid defensive team they play a slower pace and so once they got in a rhythm offensively um you know you knew there were going to be a ton of possessions and uh just couldn't quite get going and um let them get really comfortable and never really disrupted them and then just made it a really tough night uh, all the way around. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin shot over 50% from the field overall, but the story of the game to me was their shooting from the three. I mean, 48% from three, 13 of 27. It's hard to win against anybody if you're letting an opponent shoot that high. But... I mean, do you think it was something, Brooke, where was Carolina lacking on defense or was Wisconsin just knocking down their shots like, you know, you may not expect them to do every single night? Yeah, I mean, I think there was there were some, you know, open, really open looks. But I think generally speaking, we we had we were close. We had a hand in the face. They they did make a couple nice kick out passes and there was a three in the second half after Davidson had really been going, uh, where he was I think nobody was within about twenty feet of him and you just wonder <laughs> how that happens. But generally speaking, I mean they, they got really comfortable early and you know, even when the shots were contested pretty well, they they were they were feeling it. They were knocking them down. I mean, uh, Davison and try, uh, Davison and Trice were, you know, 18 for 30 and, and eight for 15 from three, they combined for 50 points. I, I, I texted one of my buddies that, uh, we made Davison, you know, he's averaging 9.4 points on the year. We made him look like, oh. you know, peak, peak, uh, JJ Reddick at Duke when he was, you know, player of the year or whatever. So, uh, I think he had 29 on the night. So, oh. Just a um, never disrupted them on the line, and and they just made us pay. You know, knocking down thirteen of them is 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 pretty unheard of. Yeah, and then you know on the other side, Carolina only attempted thirteen and made five. You know, it's just something that this this um, iteration of the Tar Heels just struggle really from shooting it from deep, and I think this is what it was. 
in the first half, I mean, Wisconsin completely stifled the interior. And then when Carolina finally made some shots in the second half, it was just too little too late. Yeah, I mean, they made it difficult. They were physical with us. They challenged at the rim. I think they ended up with about eight blocks. You know, nothing was easy. They challenged everything. Uh, We didn't do as good a job as we normally do on the glass. We didn't end up with 12 offensive rebounds. But, you know, when you're shooting 38.5%, you know, you're going to have more chances there. They did did out-rebound us. So, um, you know, turnovers were at 10. So that's a doable number for us, Mm -hmm. Uh, a pretty solid number for us. But just – we never could get anything going offensively, especially first half. I think we got a little bit more of a rhythm in the second half offensively. Uh, didn't really close the gap, as you stated earlier when we were talking off, off air. But um, So we got a little bit better rhythm offensively, but we just traded baskets ultimately. And, and like you said, 24-point uh, differential in three-point baskets made. And so that was kind of, you know, that's kind of the difference in the game ultimately. Mm-hmm. We made five of 13, which is a good percentage for us. But when they knock down 13 and shoot at that high of a clip, it's just going to be a long night. It is. Let me ask you this, Brooke. As a former player, how do you think the officials and how they were refing this game, do you think that had anything to do with it? Because I saw some chatter on like social media that some some people were kind of complaining that the rest were, were letting them play on one end and calling it tight on the others. I don't quite know if that would have been a difference, but did you notice anything that – maybe through the heels out of, out of their rhythm early on in this one? I don't, I don't think so. Generally speaking, I mean, I mean, there were some calls here and there, um, a couple of walk calls you would like to have as a heels fan, but generally I mean, speaking, when a guy sca- scoots uh, three feet across the, the court, it's <laughs> yeah, not a so, travel. Um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> a couple of those, you know, but uh, generally speaking, I'm not sure that had a, a major impact on the game. I just, once again, thought their experience and their, you know, um, moxie kind of showed early and knocked us back and you know we just we just couldn't answer we just couldn't answer we don't have enough i don't think we have enough dynamic wing play uh, enough enough consistent shooting right now to really get back into a game when we get down 16 like that i mean we made a couple mini pushes but um you know they answered back with a couple buckets here and there and just kept us at bay and never we never really got really close to to put any game pressure on them yeah i mean kerwin carolina's really only true threat from the outside was only two for three. Do you think this was the the type of game where you would kind of want to maybe see Kerwin attempt closer to maybe 10 shots? Because I I feel that given the flow of this one, Carolina definitely needed him to get more involved in the offense. Yeah. I mean, he's got to get more than four shots in general. And I know coach wants him to shoot more. I think I saw earlier today where he was talking about, they need to get him more involved. He needs to move better off the ball and, and work towards the ball and all, you know, those types of um, some stuff I saw online today. So, I mean, I, I think everyone would love for him to get some more opportunities. And, you know, part of that's on him and part of that's on uh, the point guard play of getting him the ball in spots where he can be successful and get good good looks at the basket. And, you know, part of it's, you know, on the rest of the guys as well. So it's a team effort in regards to making sure the right people are getting shots. You know, you don't – you know, Love is four for 13. He's had some good games here in the past, you know, five or six. But you'd love to see – those shots dispense a little more evenly between Walton and Love um, as opposed to having 13 for one and four for Walton. So, Yeah. And then, I mean, R.J. Davis came out. I mean, I like the fact that R.J. is at least not afraid to shoot the ball, 
mm-hmm. but he's a freshman. I mean, he went two of nine, one for three from, from the three point line. You can tell that, that there's some talent there, but I think it just, it goes back to the fact, Brooke, that I mean, this is just an inexperienced Carolina squad at some key positions. And I think that was just kind of the, the shortcoming against an experienced team like Wisconsin, which you alluded to earlier, man. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of talent with these young these young guys that we have on the perimeter. So I don't mean to say that we don't have talent on the perimeter because I think we do. It's just really young talent, and it's kind mm-hmm. of inconsistent. It's kind of inconsistent talent at the moment. But you know, I'd love to be able to see these guys be here two or three years and to see what they really can become. Because you know, like a Joel Berry, I, I go back to him. He he was kind of inconsistent and not extremely productive as a freshman, although he did some really nice things. But man, did he turn out to be a really really solid player? Uh, and I yes. think. I, you could see that with R.J. Davis and, you know, some of these other guys. You, you can see that they're flashes of being really good, and, and they will continue to develop and continue to get better and be really, really good college players. But uh, when you're relying on freshmen, especially in the NCAA tournament at the wing, uh, at the guard spot especially, uh, it, may, it can make for some tough outings, and tonight was one of those. Well, what do you think about this team going forward, man? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the fans – eyesight is immediately going to go to next season and it's just so early on I mean who knows the emotions that these guys are going through because as bad as the fans feel you know that in the locker room they feel a hundred times worse no question so you know looking to this next season coming up I mean I don't know what are your kind of just thoughts instant reaction after watching this performance against Wisconsin knowing how young the team Carolina has and what could be coming potentially back next year. Yeah, it's unfortunate to end on, on this note, you know, but it, I thought this season there were a lot of positives, especially with unique, the unique situation everyone found themselves in with the lack of a preseason, the lack of games against some of the out-of-conference foes that build up confidence and, and build, you know, form roles earlier in the season. So uh, I think there's a lot of positives to take from this year, but there is a lot of uncertainty as we go into the offseason on – you know, what the offseason is going to look like, you know, what the season is going to look like next year in regards to, you know, is it going to be back to normal? And, um, but, um, you know, you like to think that, you know, most of the guys are coming back, you know, you would hope, uh, not a yeah. lot of guys may, maybe sharp would be the one that kind of stands out as the guy who has really shown flashes of, uh, of some really, really strong play with his athleticism and his length and his rebounding. So he's probably the one guy you would think might go pro, um, I just don't know that love was consistent enough and productive enough to, to be that guy, to be the one and none that everybody expected him to be. So, you know, you'd like to think that most of the guards would return sharp, maybe being the one guy Baycott may test the waters. He had a, a really good stretch there and, and really uh, was productive. So, you know, losing Brooks to graduation, potentially, uh, who knows if he's going to come back uh, or play tech and utilize that extra year. So there's just a lot of uncertainty. And so, um, you know, you hate to end the season like this with that uncertainty in play, but uh, it kind of is what it is. And we got a nice two-man class coming in with some shooting and some athleticism with Dunn and Styles. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. But yeah, it's a little bit of uncertainty, so uh, we'll see how it shakes out and, and kind of hopefully get a, a little more clarity over the next you know month or so on what things are going to look like. What do you think the message is right now from Coach Williams to, to the team? I mean, following a season-ending loss like this, how do you think he's handling the locker room right now? I mean, I know it was different for, for you guys, but, you know, 
is there like, is there kind of a message that coach is going to send to these guys or is it kind of just, look, it wasn't our night. We need to recoup from this and come back stronger and really put in this work during the off season. Yeah, I think it's more focusing on putting in the work in the off season in regards to just making sure that you, you learn from, you know, the positives and the negatives from this year and, and, and really focus on, I think, coming out and being more aggressive from the jump of games and just, yeah. I don't know if that's a my, I don't know if that's a mindset thing, a physical, a probably more of a mental toughness than a physical toughness. Although I do think we need to continue to improve our, uh, from a physical toughness perspective and be a little more aggressive. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you just, you know, we got to learn from it and put, put it behind you, but, but also uh, utilize it as fuel moving forward. You, the guys that are coming back, because there is a lot of talent coming back, but, but, there needs to be a lot of work done, you know, shooting and um, just overall, um, you know, cutting down turnovers, IQ related stuff. And so just um, you know, a lot of stuff to build on. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. And I think coaches too, that uh, with a great off season, we could come back pretty strong next year. I think that's the surprising thing to me is going to this game. If you told me that Caroline would only have 10 turnovers, I thought the heels would be absolutely in this game. And they just weren't, I mean, from, from the tip off. So I absolutely agree though, that in too many games this season, the heels just committed so many unforced errors. They weren't able to really get to their maximum offensive potential tonight. The rebounding. I think that was the thing, man, is you mentioned the Carolina needing to get stronger physically. I think that was it because Wisconsin, just from a pure size perspective, they could not match up with the height that Carolina had out there, but they were hustling and they were mm -hmm. really being physical with us. So is, is that kind of your number one, maybe goal for guys like Baycott, like Sharp, like Kessler, assuming that they are back, they just have to be able to get that mental aspect of the game. Yeah, I think mental toughness and just just an aggressive aggressive mindset has to kind of be more the focus. And and Kessler obviously once again he he showed flashes, especially the last you know few weeks of the season of being really really good. But he's got to you know continue to get in the weight room and continue to focus on getting stronger. Um, you know, and, and to go with his skill set. If he does that, he's going to be a a force uh, next year, I believe. Uh, regardless of who he's down there with, he'll obviously get some more minutes, you know, more minutes next year with Brooks being gone. And so maybe we'll have more of a three man big rotation with styles, maybe being that stretch four as a, as a more athletic four. So maybe have some, a little more versatility as well, maybe in the second unit um, at the, at the four spot. So um, yeah, I think a lot of it has to come with just being mentally tougher from the tip against some of these more aggressive, you know, stronger teams that can match us, somewhat with size because Wisconsin, they had some good size, uh, maybe not quite as much as us, but they were older and stronger and just more grizzled veterans, I guess you could say. And they kind of took it to us down there and, and made us have to really work for everything. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, let's wrap it up with, with this, Brooke. I mean, it, it, in fairness to the heels, it was a crazy first day of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I mean, you saw Ohio state lose as a two seed. Mm -hmm. A lot of other games went to overtime I mean, from the rest of the tournament on, it's a crazy year overall. Do you think that we're going to see just some more results like this where Carolina was favored by two, they lose by 23, Ohio State loses? Is it just going to be that type of tournament? I think so. Think? I mean, it's it's such a, such a weird, weird year. And, and with no fans, and there's really no – 
there's really no advantage to some of these higher seeds with location now. So you're going to see some of these lower seed teams get comfortable. Like you saw with Oral Roberts today, their best player just got really comfortable and he got going. And so that's tough to stop, you know, when you don't really have anything to lose and you're the lower seed. I mean, you're going to see some of these teams come out and play with, you know, with reckless abandon and go out there and see what happens. You know, I think there's a little more pressure on some of these bigger brand name teams and some of these higher seeds and they get tight and some of the young guys that are major contributors and you see, you see that tightness and that, you know, inexperience kind of come to come to the forefront and some of these, um, you know, games that get down to the wire. So uh, yeah, it's always crazy, but I think this year you're probably going to see even some even wilder results. And, you know, um, I'm sure at some point chalk will start, you know, make its way through the tournament with the Gonzagas and the, probably the Baylors. Yeah. Although, although that Wisconsin Baylor game should be a pretty good one. Uh, we, we made Wisconsin. Wisconsin probably feels, feels pretty good about themselves oh, right now. No, it's, it, <laughs> it's going to irritate me so bad when Wisconsin loses by yeah, like double possibly, digits yeah. to, to, yeah, to Baylor. I'm sure Baylor oh. will give them a little more fits defensively, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you just, I mean, who knows this year, what's going to happen. I mean, there's so many variables this year and yeah. um, so it, it'll definitely be interesting. I, I won't have quite as keen an eye on it, but I'll definitely still keep watching throughout. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I'm with you, man. I mean, my money's still on Gonzaga. We'll see what happens. Let's wrap it up with this, Brooke. If you had one final thing to say to all the Inside Carolina, all the Tar Heel fans out there who are listening to the podcast, now that the season is over with, what would you kind of leave them with at this I point? I think just, man? you know, step away from the ledge. I think we're going to be just fine. We have a lot of talent. Coach, coach obviously, um, uh, is going to come back even more. He's going to get these guys ready to come back and, and, and get, get, get back to work in the offseason. Like I said, we got a nice two-man class coming in. Hopefully, we'll be able to keep most everybody here. And and, and we're, we were just so, so young with so many. Uh, and I thought we played uh, – had a – had a lot of positives this year. I mean, had some really good games. The second half against Florida State, you know, the, the first couple of games, of the ACC tournament, the Duke sweep. I mean, there are a lot of positives to take from this year with such a young squad. So um, it's not all doom and gloom. I know everybody's disappointed, and I'm sure the message boards are on fire right now and wanting to change yeah. and all that, all that crazy talk. But uh, just take a deep breath. I, we're all frustrated. I know every uh, the coaches are fr- everybody's frustrated, but you know let's learn from what we did well this year and continue to build. And hopefully we can come back with a nor- more normal season next year in regards to you know just a day to day, getting back to school, getting back to normal practices, getting back to crowd you know crowds uh, at the games. And so uh, I think we'll be just fine. We just got to keep you know keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep going to work. Absolutely agree with that, man. But we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Have a good rest of the night, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.